If someone buys something off a brand that you know isn't doing the most ethically, you know, correct things, then maybe not shame them for it, you know, educate them about it. So maybe next time they won't go to that brand to purchase their clothing. Because once you get into the um, routine of buying from places like H&M and Zara and Weekday, that's when clutter comes into your wardrobe. People who aren't like appreciative of fashion won't really recognize it as, as an art form. As, as you said and I think it's a no-brainer that fashion is art you know from the designing process to how you style pieces it's you know there's a lot of creativity involved a lot of innovation and I think it is integral in, in, in society and culture fashion has been around for millennia it's going to continue to be here so it's unfortunate that fashion's just gotten a lot uh, you know a lot of a lot of shit for you know, being an unsustainable industry. I kind of found my footing and stood my ground in standing out by using fashion. I really enjoyed that, going through that process. I find that a lot of people, they're not always so confident in being their full selves in public and fashion definitely plays a role in helping people like fit in welcome to episode three of peace in a pod um today we're going to be talking about the state of the fashion industry um i myself i think i'm not as interested in fashion now as, as i used to be but i'm definitely still uh trying to keep up with with everything uh but i've got two guys here uh that are that know a lot more about fashion than i do uh, so I got Elliot and Ryan. We all went to, we all went to high school together. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves and then say a little bit about your relation to fashion as a, as a hobby, or you know if you, if you've, you know dabbled with like, you know making clothes that kind of stuff. Uh, so Elliot, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so I'm Elliot. Um... Currently, I'm working in finance, but I used to model for about three years on free, freelance work. And fashion has been a thing for me for a very long time. And I think my relationship started with my parents. I would say that my mom and my dad were my, bi- my biggest fashion inspir- inspirations starting off. Um, in Nigeria, there's a huge trend and cultural thing with people making their own clothes. So you, t- you find a tailor, you find your fabric, you take your measurements, and people basically use that and try to create unique clothing. And um, that's a thing that my mom had always been interested in, and my dad um, used to wear a lot of Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger from the 90s, like Tommy Sport. And those were things that growing up, I always found cool. And um, even like with music, which I'm a very huge uh, hip hop, R&B and neo soul guy. Um, a lot of my fashion inspirations started off from there as well. So I remember a vivid 
um, music video, which was like the touch touch the sky video uh, with Kanye West that I used to watch in 2004. And just seeing the way Kanye dressed and how eccentric he was um, kind of inspired me with fashion and started looking at things like Bape and um, so on and so forth at a very early age. So when I started modeling, um, I really focused on making sure I was with brands that I found cool so I could get free clothes a little bit <laughs> as well. Um, and just so I could be more interested in, in the, the design um, perspective of things. And actually what's really funny is at the point I was going through that transformation, Marine was also getting into fashion. That summer of 2017, um, Marine and I went to a couple of fashion um, showrooms together um, with various br- French brands. And that whole experience really made me delve deeper into up and coming streetwear brands, which at the time were brands like PS Unique um, or North Hill, or even like brands like Gros de Monsieur, which are coming back up, or like Etude Studio, which had had some skin, skin in the game, but wasn't as known very widely. And so since then, um, I would say my fashion sense has improved and has become a lot more eclectic. Um, I like to smitch and match, mix and match between different um, styles and forms. And I'm really interested by things um, that come from the 70s and the 80s right now. Um, and yeah, I would say that's where my fashion journey is. Super lit, super nice. That's super interesting. Love that. Ryan, do you want to go introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, obviously, growing up in Paris, like Paris, um, being my not originally from there, uh, experiencing a lot of different um, things in terms of style and art, and like Elliot said, um, we were around a lot of people that took time in uh, choosing their clothing. Uh, styling themselves and I think that um, peaked in 2017 where you just run around at fashion week just looking at new collections of brands you know uh, talking to the creatives behind those collections and that really opened my eyes to the fashion world being quite accessible um, especially like the upcoming brands that would just love talk to you and explain to you what their collection is about and how are they doing things different than they did before and what do they try to tell you through their creations and the realization of it being so accessible on a certain level if you showed interest and also if you keep your foot uh, in the door a bit um, in combination with meeting really cool people and like-minded people at those gatherings and at those like special occasions like fashion week um really like not only piqued my interest but also made it very very fun 
And I would call fashion my um, most important passive hobby in terms of I'm not looking to buy clothing every day or not actively waiting for collection drops. But I'll take a lot of it in from all different sides, from talking to people, from social media, from uh, literature even. Go back in time, look what past creators have done with brands. And so I'm not forcing myself to be the best at it or evolve every single day. But with a lot of different outputs of fashion these days, I get to learn a lot about it. And I'm very happy with that. And I hope to add it on to my knowledge about it and style. Nice. That's nice. Uh, you guys both mentioned like up and coming brands. Would you say that whether it's like in your, you know, with your consumption patterns or your interests in general with fashion, would you say that you look more at smaller brands, up and coming brands that you may have, I don't know, you know, gone to, to a party for like a show, like, you know, a couple of people involved in, you know, in the team, would you say that that's something that you now focus on a little bit more rather than looking at the big brands? Well, what I like about smaller brands is, like I said, they are more accessible. You know the people. So if you really are in a, on the same longitude as them, you really like their ideas, you like what direction they are going, I would rather my Euros go to them so they can, you know, follow that path that they have chiseled out for themselves. Um, more than giving it to some bigger corporation that is part of a bigger corporation, whose money is maybe not as well spent. And I do not know about the ethics behind their brand. Um, so that is a really big impact for me in my consumption of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Um, as time has gone on, I've bought less clothes, but focused more on the quality, the design, and the story of each piece that I do buy. Um, and I think that also forces me to be more creative, creative in the type fits that I put together, I would say. Um, and it forces me to be more st sustainable as well and focus on timeless clothing as opposed to like following trends which I'm a big proponent of trying not to follow a trend and follow uh, your own art or your own direction um, because I feel fashion is a, an expression point more than anything. Mm. No, yeah, for sure. I think, I think as you grow, you definitely sort of like, you know, you build your wardrobe and then you kind of have to find like, oh, you know, if I buy these trousers, uh, you know what's gonna you know what do I have in my wardrobe that's actually gonna fit and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think you definitely become like much more conscious, not only like with the you know the sustainability and the ethics side of it, but you know in terms of like you know how do you want to express yourself with this item of clothing that you're you're buying. But would you say that's like would you guys say that's like becoming more apparent now? People being more conscious about like maybe. You know, in terms of like streetwear, are people trying to be more unique rather than just following trends or are trends still super like, you know, just people are still writing trends? 
I don't know how Marine feels about this, but I actually had a conversation with a friend about this. I think streetwear, as time is going on right now, there's a big opportunity to be very creative because for a long time, a lot of the trends and the looks I felt by people who were coming up were being influenced by some of these YouTubers like Magnus and um, Sanjeev and PAQ. And whilst those guys dress super well, I feel the fact that they've taken a little bit of a step back um, from their YouTube has allowed them to be more free and and push people to look at different sources of inspiration when it comes to street streetwear and going across those lines of blending within other types of trends as time is going on. And I think COVID um, definitely probably exacerbated that. But at the same time, I think a lot of people right now don't, don't care how they dress because they don't really need to conform to so many norms. Like when you're on a Zoom call from home, you just wear a white shirt and people don't wear box. Then people people wear their walks boxers or shorts. You know they don't really look at really putting a full fit on or anything as much. Um, but there is opportunity to get cool stuff and support brands who are constantly trying to innovate right now because the market isn't supporting them. Yeah, what well, what I think about, for example, the streetwear is the biggest like wave right now at the moment. To me, it's kind of uh, you can draw a parallel between hip hop and streetwear now, whereas it's such a saturated market to work and to be financially like you know successful and sell your clothing and stand out. You 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 obviously need to stand out from the crowd, which means you need to either you know, take a few steps back from the whole streetwear or incorporate another style into it and, you know, trying to work from there. And where I draw the par- parallel with hip-hop is, like, everything is hip-hop. Hip-hop is the biggest um, genre right now. And it is in the process of sort of dividing itself in subgenres because it's getting so big. Everyone, you know, different types of wave, different types of styles subgenres that haven't really been coined, like some names have been thrown around and some albums or some artists you can't really place under one term. So it is branching out from this big like saturation point where it is right now. And I think that's why the following five to 10 years will be really interesting to see where it goes. If established brands manage to keep their place or if they are branching out to some other styles, some other, um, positions in the fashion industry right now yeah for sure but yeah the only question i have is like i'm trying to split the european and asian markets from the u.s i feel like hip-hop 
does influence everyone. But at the same time, I feel like it's a lot more pronounced in the U.S. as far as trends go than in Europe. Um, just by the way, like even in Paris, just the different ways people dress, you know. Um, so that would be the only thing I would say. Um, and I think it's just a couple of artists. Yeah, I feel that. I, w- I was just drawing the parallel between streetwear and rap and hip-hop music being saturated sort of on the same timeline. That's true. I want to say. And them both needing to branch out. So people that maybe haven't gotten as much success right in the epicenter of hip-hop might take a few steps back, switch up their style, you know, yeah. work with other producers. And, you know, trying to come up with something new that is relatively close to hip-hop, but will make them stand or stand out enough so that they gain a new audience or that they just like bring their audience from before and and gain a new audience i mean that's that's so true even when you look at like how balenciaga um has infiltrated hip-hop in the past five years right like maybe it's just me but i don't remember before 2013 seen Balenciaga being worn by hip-hop artists. And, like, even if you look at, like, Supreme, like, the way Supreme has been commercialized is super wild. Like, even in the past four or five years, you know? It's just, like, I remember, like, it was yesterday, seeing that ASAP Rocky, um video, I think it was Long Live ASAP, where he was wearing the Supreme Fleur de Lis jersey um, that was came, came out in like 2013. And since then, seeing the popularity of it, like just steadily go up. It was already going up before then, but like just seeing the way so many other people now fuck with Supreme to the point that like, Vans bought Supreme now, so we're yeah. pretty sure it's gonna be everywhere, and the whole scarcity element to the brand might be compromised, which I think is just a wider trend of streetwear right now. A lot of the like household name brands that were like attributed to streetwear because of a lot of the collaborations and the run for money, people like have access to it like crazy. Whereas before it was like the scarcity element and the only market that's kind of retaining that, it's a little bit more of the sneaker market where that like using collaborations, they've reduced the ability for people to get access to those things but like with streetwear in general the access has led to like this mainstream um occupation of that like even with yeezys like the way yeezys are seen everywhere is so different to when we were in high school i in high school to buy yeezys like that shit was so hard (laughs) like no one could get them like, you have to stay in that line. 
Whereas yeah. now, like, then, it's like everybody got Yeezys. Yeah, true. Yeah, like, I wanted to talk about what you said earlier about the collaborations. Seeing brands like Gucci doing, which is sort of general release, I want to say it's expensive, but it's not as scarce to, you know, get your hands on the new Gucci release. Now I see that they're collaborating with the North Face, and I bet that drop is going to be a lot more scarce. So they're driving up the hype with their collaborations, whereas I guess their general releases, their new collections are not doing that anymore, which sort of tells me that, you know, they, they're ready to sort of, you know, lose their artistic integrity just to off the hype, off the clout, of the money, just to gain some more, you know, easy, easy purchases. And I'm, I'm really sad about those things. Like you see brands collabing four or five times a year with companies, with other brands, with whatever. And it's in a lot of those cases, you can see that as a big, like money grabbing move. Some of them I really like when bigger brands collaborate with smaller brands because they, enjoy what they're doing maybe they like sort of the path that they're on or if brands you know collaborate with artists if they don't want to you know make something that's too similar to their work because they're interested in it no they just ask him to work on the project and you know money going to the artist is always money well spent in my opinion yeah and i think just for people who would be early adopters i think what pushes people like us away from some of these brands even as their growth is purely the fact that it seems like they're as you said they're losing their own brand integrity you know like the edginess of their of their stuff is just kind of leaving and for people who appreciated the story um it just kind of pushes them away from those things you know you have a couple of brands who will always remain timeless by the way they commit to creating clothes um and in our quick consumption society which is even seen with music as you said before like in rap you have so many artists they're dropping four projects in a year which goes hand in hand with the fashion, which is like super wild. And mm -hmm. even when you see creative directors leaving different brands, you see how the aesthetic changes. So it's just, I think globalization has made things a, a little bit more accessible, but it's also in some ways compromise some form artistic integrity um, with people just stealing ideas like all the time like I don't know how you felt about Virgil Abloh's first Louis Vuitton um, collection I just found like almost all the things that I kind of liked were taken from other collections of brands that I previously liked as opposed to a full innovation. And it seems like a lot of things that come out today, it's like you have the base design and it's just one little thing that's being changed. 
rather than a whole aesthetic being creative, like created through the clothes, which is just a little bit annoying. So could you say, I think basically big picture, we're saying that streetwear and brands are kind of, they're dropping more, there's more collaborations, there's more overall supply. So would you say that, you know, you talked about scarcity with streetwear. Would you say that that's like integral to the streetwear, like, you know, as a culture, to streetwear as a culture? Or, and, and if, if that scarcity is gone, would you say that streetwear is already peaked? I think it depends on a brand. Yeah, like, I think it's integral to the streetwear sort of culture because if you make streetwear, I feel like there's always something for everyone in your collection. Like, I've had the most sort of, you know, this most elongated discussions with people about how I do not like the collection and they really like it and I do not like a piece or I do really like a piece and they do not feel similar about it as me. I really think that because it's such a melting pot of all different, you know, collaborations and styles, it's really, I think there's something for everyone. So those drops are going to sell out. If you have a little bit of an established name and you have a, some hype collaboration, then it's always going to sell out because not only do people think they're going to resell it if they get it and they don't like it or if they wore it a few times because of the internet that made it super accessible to just resell everything on whatever platform. Yeah, I think that just the, the, the style is always there for, for everyone and you know, one piece of streetwear, you can combine it with a lot of different things in your wardrobe already. It's not a very difficult piece to style, so it will always sell out, in my opinion. No, I, I feel that the only thing is you have, we have to define what we consider streetwear. Because there's some brands that are associated with streetwear, which I think, like, the scarcity element went out a while ago like traditionally stussy right stussy traditionally would be considered streetwear and it's never been so difficult to get a stussy piece you have the collaborations once in a while yeah which are difficult depending on what it is and the hype to get but the base like stussy brand it's not it doesn't rely on that and i think the real reliance started in from what i know with supreme when supreme came out and started doing the whole drop format we're dropping this we're dropping here we're dropping here we're not always gonna drop the same thing every season we're gonna have a box logo drop like people saw that everything was selling out you're managing inventory a lot easier um and you don't have to focus on creating so many different colors so many different pieces all the time and they just adopted it right and i think as supreme grew the streetwear market and up-and-coming brands just adopted that because it was easier for you to create a story that way. 
So, I mean, modern-day streetwear, I think that's integral. But I think in the past, from what we've seen, like, the access to these things were... The wider, the wide, the wider fashion community didn't always embrace these things. So I think the accessibility was a lot e- like easier, right? But as fashion has grown with fa- with with music, as Ryan said, I just think that was the easiest way for you to grow clout and hype and sell out and build out your community. Um, so in that sense of the word, yeah, but it's, it's not like black and white. I think there's a lot of gray in the middle and you have brands that have like gone right and left. Like maybe it's just me, this may be really ignorant, but like, I don't remember the last person talking to me about palace, for example, right? No palace when it first came out. Right, like when it started yeah. getting hype, it had the same drop format, and things yeah. were selling out. It was like the European. It was like the European Supreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, now that like I don't hear as much, I would assume that if I want to get something from Palace, it's probably easier now than before because they probably couldn't sustain the hype or for other reasons. I never really followed the brand story, and that's like the example of the quintessential. Um, streetwear brand that got hype at the same time that Supreme was in its prime of getting so many um, people onto it. I know Palace is a lot older than that, but like as far as when it became big in pop culture, I think that's a that's another element to it which people don't see. And of course, I think. The estab like the establishment of sneaker market, going towards that thing as well, because you have to remember like with Jordans that shit was always selling out. Like I remember two thousand nine, two thousand ten, trying to buy all these J's, couldn't get one pair, selling out. People gonna rob you for your J's, <laughs> stuff like that. And I think the streetwear market. And just all of those things and elements to it just went towards that, like, manage inventory, grow hype, grow the resale market to grow, feel more hype, and just became like a machine to the point that Adam, mm. they couldn't sustain it because they saw that they would miss out money from that. Like, if you if imagine Supreme or whatever brand for the past four years on all their drops they like have a set inventory of like two racks of things and it's the same sales price. So they're not making money from the resale other than the hype and making sure that it's going to sell out at a point, the scarcity has to reduce to benefit from the added um, value of producing extra clothes. So the marginal cost, you know, like at that point you have to expand um, which gets a lot of people who are into hype and don't even care about the brand story, which probably is killed streetwear more than the scarcity element. What 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 I really think what kind of killed the bigger established streetwear names is 
like we tied if we tie back to the through our market being really really saturated right now um combining that with the fact that in fashion you kind of want to get something you know new people ain't up on you know what i mean like yeah. you don't want to you don't want to be waiting for the supreme drop and then like the 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 little kid three grades below you got it or like your your sister asked you your little sister asked you yo I want to get some supreme can you get some no like I'm going to get this brain dead or something like yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. like, you don't want, you don't want to you know what you know it's it's if you want to stay away if if you're a bit interested in it and you want to stay away from the masses a bit and that's why the saturation of 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 this this streetwear wave is kind of killing it Ah, bro. Because people like me or you that in 2017 were running around to see all these brands and with their new collections at Fashion Week, a lot of those brands that we visited then, I'm not looking at their new collections. I'm not waiting to see what they drop because they've obviously grown bigger since. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the brand. There's some stuff that, like, at that point, I got attached to the story. So I do check up on it, but I think it's, as we've grown, grown older, I feel like it's the same thing for you. Our style is involved. So even if the stuff that they're producing is great for me and the things that I probably appreciate, it doesn't always meet that criteria. You know what I mean? Like, I love hoodies and so on and so forth. But at the same time, like as I grow older, like I want I want some different type of clothes. So like give me something that's a little bit more tailored. Um the the fabric, the quality, things like that. Because th- those are the things that I, we've I've we grown older, like the fabric of things has become so much more important for both of us as opposed to purely design and uniqueness. You know what I mean? Like the real quality, how they made made their blends and how it feels on your body and the fit. Like those are things that those brands, unless they switch their aesthetic, they probably don't have. Yeah, uh, I do. I do agree with that. You mature and obviously your fashion that you keep with you matures with you like i haven't spent a lot of money on clothing i haven't bought a lot of clothing pieces during since the covid epidemic out like the covid outbreak but i bought a a casablanca knitwear sweater recently and i'm and i'm and i'm super happy about it like i haven't been i haven't been excited yeah, man. Casablanca is so fire, bro. I mess with the brand so much. I think the only <laughs> no, thing I got, it, I got, I got, I got it for an amazing price, like a seventy percent sale. And for me, that was, I was just super happy. I didn't know the store had it. I was just looking around, and that's probably the only like clothing piece that wasn't sort of like a real necessity, like some socks or some new underwear that I bought this year. Honestly, I think I bought maybe two or three things. Um, Cause you know how much I love JW Anderson. So I got like mm. the JW Anderson Uniqlo collab. I had this like button down t-shirt. I'm, I'm sure with so many different lines and patterns on it. Um, so I got that. 
And then I got a t-shirt for a very long time that I wanted, that Malo actually has, which is the Polo Bear t-shirt. I finally yeah. got it. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Just because, like, that's something I grew up on seeing. And so I just, you know, it just reminds me of when I was a kid. Oh, well, yeah. And then I got uh, the Jordan 3 Fragments um, just because I love Fragment. And I've always wanted a pair of threes. <laughs> so <laughs> at the right time. And I, yeah, I got this. And I didn't pay too crazy for this. Not some stupid resale price. So that's those are probably the only three things in the past year and a half, I would say. So Malo, I want to hear you. How has your fashion consumption changed over the since the COVID outbreak? Since COVID, I think for me, um, I think I I so I think I was really into fashion more like a year and a half ago-ish. Um, and I'm still sort of conscious about like what I wear and I still try to define myself through my clothing because I think that's still something that's important to me. Um, I think it's just that I've co- kind of grown away from um, just like keeping up with, with brands, collabs, all that kind of stuff. So I think I moved a, a little bit away from streetwear. Um, and, you know, as you guys said, like your style evolves and all that kind of stuff. So like I think I... I, I built a wardrobe and then I'd sort of sell things and then buy other things. So I think I, I got into like a pretty good rhythm. But then after, um, surprisingly enough, like I think last, I think almost like two years ago now, I think it was a year and a half ago, I, I deleted my Instagram for a while. And then like from that point onward, I was just like not really keeping up with all the all the stuff that was happening in, in, the, in the fashion world. And then from then on, I think COVID happened and I I didn't really buy much and then actually for me I actually recently bought a lot of things because uh UPS lost my suitcase to have like all my nice clothes so I had like a polo bear sweater I had a Frank Ocean blonded <laughs> blonded hoodie at a oh, Dreams Van Norton crew neck um Adlo's like shirts all that kind of stuff so all of my nice pieces were gone um so then I but then but then that kind of got me thinking I was like Right, these are all really like, like these are really some of them were like pretty expensive, and I I wouldn't buy these again. So then I was like, you know, what does that say about what I was buying? And then it's like, if I'm not going to buy these again, then like, what should I, you know, look to buy now? And then so then, uh, the last three things that I got actually, um, so I bought a few things from Depop and um, like uh, vintage stores, um, and I bought a pair of jeans because I didn't actually have a pair of jeans before that. And I kind of changed up my wardrobe a little bit and I kind of went for a wardrobe that was easier to style. So I just have a pair of jeans and then I could put any Depop or like vintage crew neck on top of that. So, um, and I'm also just trying to be a little bit more aware of like, you know, am I buying something that's new? Am I sort of, you know, am I, you know, even though I sell my clothes later, it is, it is still like buying something new and you're at the end of the day creating waste. So I think I've, I've become a bit more conscious now. Um, but yeah, def- I think two things or like three things happened, like deleting my Instagram, COVID and UPS, losing my, losing my suitcase. 
try to UPS try to cancel happened. yeah try to try to cancel ufs let's, let's get that let's get that trending um all of those things <laughs> all of those things really kind of made me think about you know uh me and my fashion DHL from now on man dhl dhl oh, vibes, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. um so all of that kind of got me thinking a little bit but I, i'm still very much into fashion but just more it, it's more with myself rather than looking at brands and then looking at um, what's happening in the fashion industry i think when i'm looking at the fashion industry now i'm sort of looking at the impact of the fashion industry um i, I think recently i also did like a group project where i was looking uh, for a module that i did and so i looked a little bit more into it and um you know those kinds of things just kind of made me a more conscious uh consumer but um super interesting actually talking about the impact of covid because i mean especially with you guys i'm surprised that like you guys sort of you know with with, with your consumption um not that you guys used to like consume loads or anything but like surprised that you guys actually like you know after covid you guys are just kind of oh you know don't really care as much or like yeah, kind of back away from it a little bit so many people do the same shit <laughs> mm. <laughs> like for real I mean, we change we change too man no, i'm just saying like bro i don't know how you feel like a lot of these up-and-coming brands i see what they're doing and i'm just like i there's nothing new I'm not, even if I want to support you, unless you're like a homie or like something where I'm involved in your story and I see what you're doing, I'm not going to be going to check to buy so much. And even then, like a lot of these up and coming streetwear brands, like they've just stolen blueprints and they're not doing anything new. Like, nothing new. And for me, there's no point in jumping onto that, like, bandwagon. Like, it's it's super wild. Yeah, exactly. Plus, we're 21. We, like we said, since 2017, we've really been into this. I would say that I have sort of, like, an established wardrobe right now. I don't need to go out and get, like, a second of something that I already have. I would rather keep my money and then buy one piece that is actually really nice that is complementing my wardrobe and I do not have already like the Casablanca network sweater that I bought for 70% off for 70% off yes thank you anyway something that I didn't have yet that I can wear with different combinations of clothing which in the end makes me way more happy than uh just a, a cheap pair of pants or a shirt would make me because I have those already it would just be doubling up my wardrobe I actually threw a lot of clothing like I gave a lot of clothing to like a, a foundation that keeps like that collects clothing for like people that's fortunate and like it was really nice to get a cleanup of my wardrobe I don't have as much as anymore I don't have doubles of anything unless it's like white button up shirts which you know you need some and it was just really refreshing to get that out of there. Like old t-shirts, I was like, my little sister, I, I was just like, do you want to have this? And she was like, no, okay, I'm giving it away. I'm not just leaving it in my room, you know, in, or like, no, it's going, either I wear it on a regular basis, sort of, or I just, it just leaves. I'm not going to, you know, keep stuff with me uh, if I'm not going to wear it. And that was really, that was to me really eye-opening. That was kind of my UPS, you know, you didn't have the choice. In, in, in the loss of your clothing, I did. And that, like, conscious decision was really eye-opening for me. I really like that. 
Uh, that's refreshing that's, to see for sure. Yeah, that's smart. Like that happened for me about a year and a half ago, because I started like going to the gym and saw some of my clothes I used to wear just didn't fit. <laughs> so I just started giving it to my little brother and giving them away. And it got to the point where it's like, I, I do have nice stuff. I just don't need everything. And what's really crazy is like when I look into my wardrobe and some of the stuff I wear now, it's like stuff I bought a year and a half ago, two years ago, like things that I really enjoy the fit and what it does. Like for me, like I just, I just like how it feels and the story behind it. Like there's some stuff that I wear that like I've bought like in the past year and a half, but most of the things I buy, I, I, I wear older, older than that. Would you say, cause I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're getting older or sort of, you know, early twenties, this generation is sort of becoming more conscious with their purchases. Would you say that you guys have had like experience with other people or would you say that, like, you know, other people sort of following that same path as you, you know, buying less, being more conscious, giving away? Or would you say that a lot of your friends don't really give a shit and they just go about, you know, fast fashion or whatever it is? Uh, um, well, I would want to answer that. Um, I do think that, or I like to think that I have a little bit of an impact on the people around me in fashion sense and also the ethics of fashion sense where... Like I give people compliments on their clothing if they're wearing something they haven't seen before. And, you know, trying to, you know, if, if they get that compliment, they might, you know, uh, think about it a little bit more, what they're going to wear, if they like it, you know, I think that's really important. Um, and if someone buys something off a brand that you know isn't doing the most ethically, you know, correct things, then maybe not shame them for it, you know, educate them about it. So maybe next time they won't go to that brand to purchase their clothing. Um, I see my little sister buying a lot of like secondhand clothing, you know, thrifting, going on Depop and whatever platform. And I do would like to sort of think about the fact that I had a little bit of a hand in that since I tried to educate my sister on it yeah. whenever I can. And, tell her not to buy from Primark or Zara like a lot of her friends are doing and I tell her I'm really I really like the fact that she's doing that and she's already like she was she's 17 18 doing that you know makes me kind of proud yeah I mean I've been off Zara H&M for <laughs> a yeah, no, good that, amount of time for guys it's different no. for guys for guys it's different no I'm I know I'm not talking about in reference yeah, to your like, sister like I no no no, but it's even for guys buying Primark, buying Zara, you only go there if you just like need something right now. Like I've gone there once because I found out in the morning that I didn't have like a white shirt that was like not that was good looking, and I was like, okay, I need to get. I had an hour to get a white shirt. I'm like, mm -mm, going to Primark right now because this white shirt is probably not gonna survive the night, and that's the only time I've gone to Primark. I think in the lab, like ever maybe. And you know the th you know the thing is so, wild. It's because you're not in the UK, bro. In the UK, from what I've seen, I bet there's a lot of Zara. <laughs> a good amount of H&M. 
a good amount of pride, but, <laughs> which I don't clown people on, right? Because at the end of the day, like, no. if you've not gotten to the point to be reflective on your own sustainability or you don't even have the opportunity to buy things that might be a little bit more expensive but last longer, I kind of I get on you. But I think the only, I would say, maybe fast fashion brands I've ever... But I've worn in the probably four or five years. There's Uniqlo and then there's Cost. Yeah. And even Cost, I'm very mindful. That's no. what I yeah, buy it's, from it's Cost. It's, H&M, it? it's Cost Fast Fashion? Well, I don't it's, know it's if it is, H&M. but it's, it's owned by H&M. Yeah, cost and RK. Oh, we, yeah. Yo, do you know about Weekday? Yeah. So I've looked at the week, Weekday and it's... Some of the stuff is cool from time to time, but just the low prices, I kind of peep, hell no, like, I know that there's no way you're producing some of these clothes at that low price, and it's sustainable, like, and I cannot bring myself to do that, because once you get into the um, routine of buying from places like H&M and Zara and weekday, that's when clutter comes into your wardrobe. Like, because some people, they, they live by it religiously. And they I see them buy shit every two weeks, <laughs> month. Like, I've, I, I don't know about you, I, but I know that I don't buy, even at my high, I wasn't buying clothes on a monthly basis bi-monthly maybe every no, three no. months but like there are people and not not people that we probably hang around but i know in the general public people like confronted or talked to yeah they buying weekday h&m zara every month every single time the new trend is coming they buying it so okay okay so what if i just bought a piece of clothing that was more expensive than I usually buy because it's more ethical. And because of that, I want to get a pair of pants that fit that piece of clothing. And I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna going to get it at a weekday, at Azara, at an H&M because I bought a more expensive piece and now I don't have like the funds left to buy and also like an eco-friendly and ethical pair of pants. Now I go by Zara or weekday to get something. Is that then like canceling each other out or is that mentality still relevant? I don't think the issue is buying things on a rare occasion. I'm just talking about like people who are, who have a little bit of money. Once they get into the habit of buying from these brands, generally they begin to spend more without realizing they're spending more by just buying more and more and more and more clothes because it's cheap so they get more quantity and that's the issue it's not a question of like buying a shirt that you like that's on sales now that you wanted four months ago and you want to finish your fit with a pair of pads and you want to pull that that happens what if you're buying clothes every two three months or something like that, or it's like rare, 
there's no issue with that. Like, I'm not going to clown people for buying weekday Zara, H&M, well, you know? But it's really about, like, how often are you going there? Like, how much of your wardrobe are you buying from there? And and I think if – I've not looked at the numbers from this, but I imagine a lot of people that have some money that sh- shop religion, religiously from there or from Primark, they just buy more and more and more and more and more and more, which is the problem when it comes to sustainability. Do you think do you think the people that are aware of the fact that the way that the Primark or the Zara, the fast fashion clothes are being produced, do you think that their consumption decreases from them? And do you think that they will, um, you know, um, look at alternatives by themselves or will they only look for the alternatives or buy from the alternatives if that presents itself to them through a friend, through social media, through whatever type of outlet? Hmm. Malo, what do you I think, think? It definitely helps if, if, if it's presented to them. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely helps them make that you know move away from or i guess fast fashion or, or, or unsustainable brands if it's presented to them but i think if you're in that habit of of you know consuming from unethical retailers or fast fashion retailers it's in general it's quite sort of difficult to to get away from them you know unless there's a sort of big eureka moment i guess um, and I feel like I think for people like us, we've never really been in that phase of buying, you know, excessively. So it, it it's not it's for me. It wasn't really hard to to sh- like not shop fast fashion. I think it's been like almost. I think it has been two years now since I stopped shopping fast fashion, and it's not at all been an issue. And it's never something that I like that I'm like, oh, you know, this is so difficult for me to do. Like it was really easy for me to do, but then. I think it's more of the culture, you know, it's, it's just buying just to buy and then buying to fit in. It's always, oh, I got this new top, like to go out or whatever. So I think that's what makes it difficult. So it's, it's really a changing, you know, in the way you go about dressing up. And, you know, if you, if you move away from fast fashion, I think you got to really change up your wardrobe completely. I think it's also about being authentic to yourself. Um, I find that a lot of people, they're not always so confident in being their full selves in public. And fashion definitely plays a role in helping people, like, fit in. Some people, like, they fit in because they're just introverted, right? But, like, there are some people who, like, they probably appreciate other things but due to various different reasons they won't even take that risk you know like I know so many times that like I've worn certain things and like people might laugh but I'm just like y'all ain't wavy I don't care like (laughs) you know what I mean no real thing yeah no for real yeah and and like yeah Moran it's a really good example because I've seen the way his style has evolved and like the way he dresses like it's it's dope it's unique to him and I like I cannot imagine in some places where we walk 
and people might not even appreciate that and might just talk out their sides of their mouth saying stupid stuff just because they don't understand like the steez that he's on that plays a good role thanks a lot elliot i actually wanted to say something about that like you said for some people fashion they do not care what they wear they just don't want to be naked you know that mentality i don't care where it's from i don't care what color it is i don't care if these colors match I just don't want to be naked wherever I'm going because it just doesn't interest me. And they don't, they use it to fit in or they use it to not stand out at least. I kind of found my footing and stood my ground in standing out by using fashion. I really enjoyed that going through that process, you know. For me, like style and fashion is kind of like art form and I compare it most to the gastronomical art forms. So, if I like a new collection by a brand, it's kind of a restaurant's new seasonal menu. You know, they're using the colors, they're using the seasonal ingredients. And working on your style, working on a fit, to me is working on uh, a dish from scratch. You know, you know this these pants work. You know these colors work. You know these ingredients work together. And making that from scratch, it kind of gives you know the sauce for the for the in, in in the cooking you know it all ties some things together the style you build it you try some things you know it might not work people might tell you hey i don't like what you've done here maybe you should try this i think they're really comparable in ways where you're trying to be experimental but but also know what things work and you're trying to balance those out and your style and your outfit might not work every single time but at least you'll learn from that and take some things away. Same as in cooking. If you try some things and it doesn't taste the way you wanted it to be and you take something out and you bring something new in, it's an ever-evolving process. Yeah. Sure. I think the the difficult thing, I think, is that people, people who aren't, like, appreciative of fashion won't really recognize it as, as an art form, as as you said. And I think it's a no-brainer that fashion is art, you know, from the designing process to how you style pieces. It's, you know, there's a lot of creativity involved, a lot of innovation, and I think it is integral in, in, in society and culture. Fashion has been around for millennia. It's going to continue to be here. So it's unfortunate that fashion's just gotten a lot, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of shit for, you know, being an unsustainable industry. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about how, you know, it could, you know, can fashion just continue on? And, um, you know, is this something that we, that we really need? And 100%, I think it is, you know, it's, I don't, it really is like, I think when, I think it was Elliot, you were talking about, you know, coming out as, you know, uh, with the way you dress, you know, identifying yourself and how you dress actually kind of helps you to, you know, express yourself and to you know maybe like gain a bit of confidence like that's 100 percent something that like i went through and i think i think we all did it you know at one point or another to just sort of express ourselves through clothing so i think it's really unfortunate the you know the the heat that fashion's gotten recently um because of its unsustainable because it's an unsustainable industry i mean there's that i just people just choose to pick on the lowest hanging fruit 
Like, no one wants to speak about the tech industry and the cloud and the pollution that comes from running these cloud centers. But the easiest thing to jump to is fashion because some people don't consider it a necessary industry sometimes, which is super wild to me. Like, Mm. the fact that anyone right now would be able to say that, like... Yes, you can become more sustainable, but we can't all wear uniforms and look the same. And fashion is at the root of helping people diversify and differentiate themselves from someone else. That's why so many kids get angry uniforms. Something as simple as like, remember when we had uniforms in school, not everyone even looked the same. Because people chose to buy different things, switch up their steves, customize one or two things to make sure that they could stand out and just do their own thing because no one wants to always look the same. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big part in high school as well. Oh, yeah, Wearing uniforms and then oh, and then on a Friday, casual Friday. Yeah, bro. Sensibly, <laughs> if you if you had a favorite fit you would wear the same thing every Friday, but you, like, not cool. So you would get different fits, different favorite fits, and because you didn't need as much clothing as you wore the uniform during the week, you can, like, get some nicer for the Fridays, you know, with a stun on everyone. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that was a good no, for time. Sure. I, think, I think also because we don't really, you know, hear, um, well, I mean, it depends. Like when we talk about other art forms, is there's always some sort of cri- criticism, you know. Um, you know, I think especially with like recent, um, you know, cancel culture and how actors and people in entertainment are really, you know, getting a lot of shit. So there's there's controversy in every industry, but I think there definitely needs to be a change in the fashion industry, I, and I think it'll be really interesting to see uh, how it develops from here onwards. Uh, in terms of you know fast fashion in particular because generally i do think that if we're if we're looking at a, at a greener model or a more circular model um in within fashion then we can sort of maintain this creative flow within different brands we can still have sort of like these collaborations and like you know w- with just less waste being created so I think it'll be really interesting to do, you know, to see how the fashion industry develops. I don't, I don't know what you guys think of like how the industry is going to develop from you know now next ten years, for example. I think there's just two main things: customization, and they're going to reduce as many fashion weeks as they have into like one or two times, which is going to inevitably make everything a lot more sustainable. Um, and there's already been talks about that if it's not been done already. So yeah, no, I, I read too. a couple of articles. I read a couple of articles on like the big designer brands doing that. Yeah, for me that comes really close because uh, I study chemical engineering with, you know, as someone with a passion for fashion. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <bro. laughs> no, yeah, chemical engineering. Also... <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 like, and I would love to, like, there's nothing I would love to more than to bridge those two areas and, you know, 
make the fashion industry some more sustainable or find a way to make clothes from, you know, leftover clothes or, you know, find some way to make it more sustainable, you know, add a brick to the ever building wall of uh, fashion and uh, in the chemical way, in the science way, you know, bring a bit of science, which I feel like has been lacking and stagnant and you never hear about scientific, you know, discoveries in, that could, you know, determine the future of the of the fashion field. And I would love to, you know, dive into that after my studies. No, for sure. I think that, to be honest, yeah, when you were telling me about that, I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, that's hard. Um, to just, yeah, being able to break, yeah, <laughs> to link your, your major or your, you know, or what you're studying at uni to, to your hobbies and your passion. Like, I love that. Um, but yeah, I think we're on like almost an hour now. We're past an hour. But um, yeah, do you guys want to add anything uh, to the discussion? I think it's been really, really productive. Yes. I would, I would just want to say, anyone listening, just buy what you like, but buy responsible, you know? Say it, it's like going on a diet. It doesn't matter if you get the, you know, the, the hamburger or the fries once every, every once in a while, if you really want to, if you really crave it. But, you know, stay on that, that steady green diet, you know, diversify <laughs> your diet in fashion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I would just say, like, yeah, to piggyback on what Mariah just said, I would say, like, be yourselves. Be authentic. Don't be scared to be out there with your fashion sense and um, embrace every single part of who you are and whatever medium it is and um just wanted to thank you malo for getting us on this um it's pretty cool first time yeah, doing the podcast it's pretty interesting Same. <laughs> yeah no appreciate it um yeah. no it's been honestly super super fun talking to you guys and you guys have really honestly like this is a like the discussion was so awesome like you guys just we just bounced the ideas off of each other really organically so so it went really well so i'm really happy that i had you guys on um yeah. one last thing if you guys want to like drop any you know any any socials you guys want to drop your instagrams twitters if you want to you know if you have any movements that you support any friends that you want to support if you want to drop their ads here that's cool you can look at me at clubhouse at <laughs> f-o-l-a-t-x-m-i um and it's the same thing for my instagram and um yeah let's support marine's upcoming samples that he's gonna drop in the next one yes. year that's the first thing and then i right, let's I set the homie. deadline let's set the deadline that's a deadline it's you got 20, a year bro yeah that's the deadline yeah, <laughs> yeah i got a year 27 of december yeah 2021 they're yeah. out they're out yeah you got <laughs> some stuff and then um what else would i want to i mean there are a couple we, of charities. we can come back for we can come back for season two and yeah Ryan, you can talk us through your talk us through your line and your drops <laughs> i i i yeah that's good uh i i just want to say you know I just came here for no promotion. Just love to talk with my friends about this type of stuff. Something that really moves me and passion, and I have a passion for. So you know, you'll see me when you see me moving in the shadows. 
You're a cap. Right, you're a year, cap artist, bro. I'm about to give you his app. Since you don't want to do it himself, we ain't doing that, bro. We need to build up your following. Um, we'll cap out here. His at Yo. is v a i n n underscore on Instagram. And I imagine it's gonna be the same thing for Clubhouse. So, yeah. <laughs> what? I I. I thanks, Elliot. I appreciate Any, that. Anytime, bro. I gotta plug the homie. Next year, next year, the album, the the album release. Yeah. No, you know the, the mixtape. Mixtape. <laughs> mixtape also coming next year. December 27, 2021. Live. Oh, for sure. The Peas in a Pod. Peas in a Pod podcast. Exclusive. <laughs> Elliot's down. about to drop a mixtape. I'm dropping a fashion collection. Let's you know go. the vibes, bro. Right. Just not with Octavian. <laughs> I, I, Molo, thanks for having us. No worries. Thank you guys for coming on. Anytime.